I am truly privileged today to interview Jack Crow, the boxer philosopher, a man as powerful in his work ethic as in his humility. When I began this podcast, Jack was the first person I had in mind to interview, and after speaking with him for an hour, I could not have asked for more. Stay tuned for some raw wisdom earned with blood and sweat in the ring. You're listening to Budo the Martial Way. Jack, thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate having you here. Um, could you please introduce yourself for the listeners who are unfamiliar with you? Sure. Uh, pleasure to be here as well. Uh, my name is Jack Crow. I am a boxing coach and amateur fighter out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, that's about it. <laughs> Were you born and raised in Chicago? Yeah, uh, out in the western suburbs, about 40 minutes outside of the city itself. And mm. then uh, went to college in the city. So I've kind of just migrated there and been around here my whole life outside of uh some long extensive travels but chicago is my home uh always has been yeah no i feel that like um i was born and raised just outside london um so i really like that not being so much in the center but like near the big city same here i, I live yamanashi like outside tokyo i really like being near near big cities is perfect for me. yeah and even where i live i live up north from the city itself um in kind of a more neighborhoody area lincoln park so it's uh it's that same thing it's being just close enough where you can get to all the the center of things but you're not in there the whole time you have that kind of uh what's the word that you would call it that just split from it i guess yeah that little bit of separation you're not in it 24 7 yeah yeah so how did you get into boxing how did it begin for you yeah so i it's funny you know i the more i think about how i got into it the weirder it kind of becomes to me um i was never really an athletic kid. not a very confrontational kid you know kind of the run from fights, run, try to keep the peace of everything and uh, just avoid confrontation my whole life. Um, and then I tell the same story. One day, my little sister, who is even more of a pacifist than I was, uh, comes home uh, with a pair of boxing gloves. And she says, you know, I'm like, what the hell are you doing with those? Like, you're the nicest kid I know wouldn't hurt a fly. I said, like, oh, you know, thought I'd get into it for exercise, you know, kind of release some anger, stress, all that. I'm like, okay, sounds about right. So I gave it a go. Um, and I kind of fell in love with it right away from just, uh, the exercise and the fitness aspect of it. It was something I could do that was fun. That made me want to go and go to the gym, wake up early, you know, mm. um, it made me want to go. Whereas before, you know, I would do it just because I know it was good for me. And it really, it was hard to stay true and like disciplined for anything. Um, and then the deeper you get into it, you need a whole, you know, another level of discipline each time you want to go to that next level. So it just kind of built from there. Um, did it for just recreationally for a while. 
So how how and, old were you when when that happened with your sister? Yeah, that was uh late late in college. Okay. So about six years ago. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, did that couple of years just recreationally, getting in shape, uh, kind of improved like circling my life around that, and then started competing uh, and coaching, and it's been you know pretty much my life for the past three ish years. Yeah, fantastic. Good. And um, what did you go to college for? Is that how is that related at all? Is that something you, you still work on now? Uh, I just went to college because that's just, uh, you know, the American kid thing to do. Um, but uh, I, w- I went for sports management. Um, mm. Don't work in sports management. Funny enough, uh, I work in advertising outside of boxing. And so it, it's uh it was a great time, but uh, yeah, it's not really related as much. Okay, so your handle on Twitter, how I got to know you, is um, the boxer philosopher. Is that right? The philosopher yes, boxer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how how do you how does that sort of intellectual aspect? How does that work for you? And and how does the philosophy and the mindset of combat? tie into your your training and your experience yeah um so it kind of starts back with what i was talking about with the discipline aspect of it you know as i got into it more and more and really delved my life into boxing um i kind of noticed different patterns and the way i thought about things was a lot different uh i became more focused on um you know how I speak to myself, my mindset about anything from, you know, waking up and going for a run to dealing with people who annoyed me, you know, self-doubt. So you have to kind of learn to control these things because if you don't and you get in the ring and all of a sudden you have, you know, you just want to unleash all hell and you're not, you know, able to control it, you find up getting yourself really hurt. Hmm. Or you can let a trail of negative thought be like, ah, I'll never be this good. So why wake up and run? Or, ah, I'll deal with that later. Uh, so it kind of, uh, added a level of accountability and just kind of self reflection, um, as I was going through these things. And then when it came to sparring, competing, that's when the, like, the philosophy of things really comes into play because getting your ass kicked in front of people uh, and you signed up for it and it it's a it's a experience that that many people will ever feel in their life um, and it makes your mind go crazy you know it's like what am I doing here why am I doing this uh, I'm, I, if you get your ass kicked you know but on the flip side you go in there and you, you know, lay some hands on people. You start thinking, you know, I'm the second coming of Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> I, I, you know, you're on God mode and you have to learn how to temper that because mm. there's always a better boxer. So yeah. a lot of um, my boxing training coincided with me learning and looking into a lot of, you know, stoic philosophy, uh, a lot of just writings and teachings of other people as well. So it, the two kind of grew as I, you know, 
delve deeper into both. So they go hand in hand. Yeah. Well, anybody who listen has anybody who's listened to a single other episode of my podcast will know I never stop talking about Stoic philosophy. Just today, I was studying uh, meditations, Marcus Aurelius, with one of my students. Can't get enough of it. But um, it's interesting that you said for um, in your past that you had that you you were more you know like less aggression for me it was a complete opposite i was like i had a lot of ang a lot of anger i was very unhappy when i was in my teenage years um i was very angry and upset with a lot of things and and muay thai for me muay thai boxing uh martial arts yeah really helps me deal with that but it's like you said that it when you're in sparring when you're in competition there's no you know you have to deal with everything very directly um whether it's you know uh, too much aggression you know because some people it's interesting that um from my experience of, of of working with other people in the gym some people when they go into sparring some people you need to bring them down there's too much energy too much you know, like they're too hype it's like you need oh, to calm yeah. down you need to slow it down other people they get too too worried too anxious and you need to bring them up so you know and and within all of us there's some aspect of both really um so yeah like you said there's levels to it um yeah because at the start you're just like oh yeah have a bit of fun get get in shape maybe learn a bit of self-defense but then when you get sparring and, and to uh to competition it's it's really it's mandatory it's necessitous that you need to focus on that psychology mm. yeah and to your to your point about like not being aggressive and stuff like i wasn't maybe aggressive or athletic or anything but you know like you you said you dealt with a lot of anger and that kind of helped with that i definitely you know dealt with dealt with my own things and i feel like we all do mm. to a certain degree you know uh it's it's nowhere near what some people had but you know dealt with a little depression little things like that but i i mean it's 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 wild what putting your life centering your life around something that's so in essence you know it's, it's very violent it's primal like there's no getting around it uh it's cra it's crazy how centering your life around something like that brings about a legitimate feeling of peace Mm. and kind of calm like that's that's what i get out of it uh to this day like even from the start so that's another just beautiful aspect of it that i can't get enough of yeah well that's a lot of people you know some people who have no experience of of combat or martial arts or boxing like my my image like maybe like middle-aged mothers you know they think like oh no i don't want my kids boxing i don't want them fighting i don't want them aggressive i don't want them you know bullying people it's like no 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 it's the opposite it's the opposite i mean honestly like the the, the humility the respect the um the outlet for your you know, emotions um uh, the way you learn teamwork and it's it's if you could uh, the 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 list of benefits is just inexhaustible endless. it's endless mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so 
that's the psychological aspect of it. But what do you think about the relationship between the physical and the psychological? How do they go together? Um, well, I mean, so I, I started it kind of for both because mm-hmm. I understood that, Hey, you know, I'm going to be throwing a lot of punches, moving around. I'm going to get in much better shape, you know, get my cardio up. Um, so you get that and that's where, you know, places like boxing exercises classes are great. Uh, but I started feeling, you know, as I centered my life around that and, you know, cut out a lot of drinking and partying and really focused on boxing and then picking up a coach and we're training to fight. You learn about the craft and like this, the minutia that goes into it. And both of those things take a lot of control and awareness of where I am with my body, where I am with my balance, my weight. Um, so it's, it, it, you're in your head as much as you're supposed to be out of it. Right. You don't think do, but at the same time, like you have to kind of be taking mental notes. I'm here. I'm throwing the punch like this. My hands are in position. So you're kind of always up in there. Um, and then just, the, I think the biggest thing that people don't talk about when it comes to boxing combat sports is all the time outside of the gym. Cause you know, proportionally it's, you know, 90, 10 or 80, 20, mm. when you're talking about your whole life in general, you know, I work a nine to five. So that nine to five, I'm constantly balancing between doing my job and thinking about fighting. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's finding ways to make that kind of, healthy balance but also using one for the other you know if i need to clear my head well good thing i'm supposed to go run five miles in the morning like i just did um if i have to let out some steam i'm feeling tense i got some bad work that i have to do so kind of putting yourself in these non-negotiable situations gives you that kind of level-headed uh psychological standing i would say mm-hmm. yeah and and you mentioned just before you mentioned about having a coach having a teacher um i think that is valuable really for any pursuit that is valuable but within bo- boxing and martial arts i think it's really it's it's you need one because you will not see, this is what I always tell people. Yeah. Some people, they just want to like, kind of like learn some stuff off YouTube or whatever, but you will not see the mistakes you are making. You, you absolutely have to have a teacher. Um, how, how has your coach elevated your own training? Yeah. And not only that, and just cause this is kind of where I'm going with it, but you need a coach that is, actually you know coaching you there's a lot of motherfuckers in this game sorry for the language cool there's a lot of dudes out there that just will hold some pads tell you a thing or two and then collect their checks and mm. piss off i had that coach first you know and he's a nice guy so it's easy to not see kind of what's going on um he was a great guy. He he taught me a few a few things, but he would really just hold mitts for me for a few rounds and then be like, "Okay, that's it." Yeah. And when I had my first uh like exhibition fight with him, 
man, I, I got mopped. Like oh. it was, it was an embarrassing, like, like scary, terrifying experience because he never taught me, you know, how to stay in position, how to act, react defensively, this and that. He just, you know, held mitts, told me good job, collect his check. And that was it. Then I linked up with uh, my current coach and it's funny, you know, I, uh, he is, he's like a drill sergeant almost. He's, <laughs> he's the meanest and he's the meanest person I know. And he's like my, a second father to me. It's, mm. But it's, it, it's weird. It's like the relationship between that is I'm learning from a lot of his experience, but I'm also, you know, getting that tough love type yeah. thing too. So it's, it's, it's a couple layers of it. And, um, there's there's no cheat codes in in the fight game, but having a good coach is as close to one as you're gonna get. Mm. Um, I've learned so much, and because we focus on certain like details and aspects of boxing, I'm able to make up for the fact that you know I'm 28 and I'm competing in amateur fights. You know, a lot of kids, a lot of people I fight, they've been doing this for their whole life. They've been doing it since they're 12. You know, they've got a leg up on me. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm relatively new to the competition scene. Uh, so he's, he drills it down and we, we focus on every aspect and detail and get it as right as possible. And I love that process about it. You know, I feel like I'm actually like learning from a master because we're not just going through the motions. We're not just counting the reps. We're like seeing, you know, if, if I lean forward a little bit too much, he'll smack me and he'll, you know, do it again. And I have to like be on my toes and like be, be super focused and dialed in. He doesn't let you take, take that break. But when we're not boxing, we're watching boxing. He's, you know, he's my best friend. We'll, uh, we kind of live, eat and breathe this shit together. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a friendship. It's a, father son relationship it's a fighter coach relationship it's it's all of it in one yeah it's i think that's what a lot of people like that's what you see in the movies isn't it that sort of like that sort of camaraderie that relationship and i i was uh an infantry reservist for three years and and that's what people want in the military as well and um i think it's 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 that kind of um, trial by fire. Whenever you go through a very uh, difficult training, very difficult experience, you know, and you're suffering together, um, you're suffering together, but you're also growing together. That builds a bond that you will never find in an in like a office job. You know, you will just never, ever, ever find that. And that's what a lot of people really, really want. And a lot of people really need in their lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, it's funny because I mentioned the drill sergeant thing. Like, he does my skills. Like, when we're hitting mitts, if I'm messing up, he will, you know, he'll threaten to take me off a fight. He'll say, you know, if, if I see you waver or if I see you off balance for one minute, I'm thrown in the towel. Like, He'll, you know, your, these punches suck. You're, you're weak, this, that, like he really like drives it up there. And at first, like it really kind of, it, it sucked. It's like, you know, wow. Like 
this guy who I'm spending all this time and like, we're trying to build this thing. He's just talking shit. <laughs> he doesn't believe in me. So he tests me in that mental capacity as well. So it, it is really that father son, uh, tough, tough love type shit. But, um, well, that speaks, yeah. that speaks a lot to you as an individual, because in my experience as a personal trainer, everybody has a different tolerance for either the carrot or the stick, you know? Um, and obviously if, if that, that's what I feel that resonates with me and that, you know, if you're able to take that, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's hard. But if you can take that, that will really push you to those heights. Right. Yeah. It's, it's almost like when you're in there, I don't want to win just for me. I want to, you know, I don't want to hear it from my coach, you know, it's, mm. it, it's that kind of uh, balance between wanting to wanting something yourself and wanting to, I don't, I don't think impress your coach, but you don't want to let them not, down. That's it. You don't want to disappoint them mm. because you know what's on the other side of that. I know you mentioned you did uh, Muay Thai. I spent six months out in Thailand ah. myself mm. and uh, spent a little time with fighters and hearing stories and like watching fights. And, you know, we've both heard the stories of losing fights and having the round six back at the gym. <laughs> uh, it's. It's it's a interesting relationship between a fighter and a coach because it's as close as we've described it, but also you know as consequential as it can be. You know, fighters not wanting to let their coach down, coaches being hard on their fighters like to a certain point. It's it's a it's it's unique in today's society for sure. Like mm -hmm. even like even even having a mentor in other fields, you know, when your health isn't on the line, when your life so to speak, isn't on the line. It's it's not the same. No, no, yeah. Um, but this, I, I talk about this in my book about um, four qualities of building discipline, uh, routine, a strong reason why, if then technique, and having a coach, having a teacher. And I, I wouldn't be where I am were it not for martial arts, military, even. Um, meditation in the temple the teachers i've had um but specifically for me with my with my uh muay thai coach brian boyle um that i started muay thai when i was 21 years old and before that i i did nothing i had absolutely nothing but from there that was when i then i joined the military then i became a personal trainer um and and everything i've done working in security private security everything i've done started from that that training that muay thai um so really i i feel like i owe him so much and i'm mm -hmm. i'm so grateful for my teachers because we, we wouldn't be here without them exactly and that's kind of also what led me to teach love teaching as well like i did it because i'm already spending all this time in the gym might as well you know show some things to other people but from having my own coach and then becoming one i see the value of uh of having one more and it, it kind of leads me to want to be a better coach so i don't I try to learn from him how to be a good fighter, but I also pay a lot of attention to how he coaches me. And I try to bring that as much as I can. 
you know, the tricky part is he's, you know, like I said, a real hard ass. <laughs> I'm like to think of myself as a decently nice guy. So I, sometimes I have to figure out how to give that tough love to my own students. Uh, but every uh, everybody has their own style, though. Everybody has their own style. Like I, I noticed for me um, when I was coaching uh, Muay Thai before I joined the military and after I was in the uh, or, or during being in the military, totally changed my style you know like the military is like yeah very very just direct like no nonsense language just very very direct um um but now like well more recently with like meditation i guess it's taught me to be like a lot more patient with people as well so um every, everybody has their their unique experience and their unique teaching style um and that that will resonate differently with different clients as well you know mm -hmm. some people will click with you and some people just will not and that's not because you're necessarily a good or a bad coach it's just because you don't fit you know so yeah it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing so another issue another, another issue another topic i wanted to uh, discuss with you actually a couple of things tied together is um so i read your i signed up for your newsletter and i read your uh, your ebook and you had to say, was it like 10 benefits of, of boxing? Mm -hmm. And one of them you spoke about was you talking about confronting your fears and the confidence that you earn through sparring. And, um, you know, of course, if you've never done any kind of boxing or martial arts, you know, you think of sparring, I don't know, you may watch Rocky or something like you don't want to get smashed to pieces um but of course you know there's different levels of sparring um but you know I'm, for me for my experience when i began practicing muay thai you know hitting the pads hitting the bag um and then when i got in the ring and i started sparring it felt like it felt like i'd gone back to day one you know actually applying that to a live opponent I was just like, oh my God, oh, oh, this is like totally different. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it, it felt like I'd gone back to day one, but it was, it, it is, well, w what do you think about the importance of sparring? Man, um, it's everything. It's there, I forget who exactly brought this concept up, and I'm sure it's, you know, as old as time, but. Someone said once you need three different levels of sparring, someone better than you, someone at your level, and someone below you. And they each play their own way, right? The order and all that, I don't know if that necessarily matters, but you need someone better than you to really teach you. If, if you're humble enough, uh, you can learn from getting your ass kicked. It's, you know, it's the prideful people who get their ass kicked, never come back. Uh, whatever that's that's not the way to do it you need someone who's going to go in there and prove to you that you need to work harder show you things mistakes that you're making um you, you need that that oh that level you almost can't handle right mm -hmm. then you need someone below your level skill level so that helps boost your confidence you can work on certain things um, without 
without kind of that threat necessarily. Um, and you become, you kind of become a quasi teacher yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can help people and help build people up. So those are the two outliers. And then obviously you need someone at your level that's going to be the most realistic test. Um, the, the place where you're going to really stack the most year, year round. You know, there's a, there's a funny kind of mix, um, or correlation between that whole concept and running. Uh, obviously I do a lot of running for boxing. You need, um, you need your fast paced sprints. You got to build up that, you know, quick reactive, uh, just lung capacity. You need a whole lot of miles at your low, you know, zone two heart rate. So you can build that overall kind of endurance. And then you just need to get those good, you know, challenging pace runs in. So it, it helps you confront your fears. It helps build up your confidence and it helps, uh, give yourself a realistic sense of where you are and what level you can compete at, you know? So it's, and it's also one of those things too. It's like when I was uh, preparing for the gold gloves this past March, man, like I said, along with uh, just how tough training is, you kind of start to doubt yourself on tough days. Um, and you think, you know, going to the golden gloves, like these kids have been doing this for their entire life. Like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know, like, if I have the confidence to do it. And then I'll go back and I'll watch videos, clips of me sparring, not necessarily just owning people, but of handling, you know, handling those those upper level fighters, being able to not die. You know, <laughs> every every everyone's fears when it comes to sparring and fighting are overly inflated, in my opinion, you know. Uh, it's nobody wants to get knocked out in the first round. No one wants to get knocked out in the first round. Exactly. Uh, you want to go in there. You want to have a good competition, you know, a good competition. You want to have, have a sport with it. Um, so yeah, I, I always look back to my sparring. If I'm ever, you know, nervous before a fight, I'll watch that. And obviously it's different. Like fighting's got a different pace, got a different threat level, but if I know I can go in there and I can follow a game plan, do what I need to do and find success in that, that gives me a good amount of confidence heading into a fight and helps calm a lot of nerves that Mm. you would normally feel. Well, that is something that has really, really been my focus over the last few years. Um, in, as I've been doing a lot more meditation and a lot of study of uh, philosophy, psychology, uh, religion, is that mindset and that psychology, that fight psychology. Um, when I so before I came to Japan, I did a, I did a couple of years of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I did a couple of little competitions in that, but it's been a while now since I've done any um, striking, competitive striking. I haven't done any competitive striking since before I began meditation. And back then, when I when I was competing, I I put so much pressure on myself because I I, I had such 
I I've always I wanted to prove myself, and especially um, when I became a personal trainer and when I was coaching in the gym, then I felt even more pressure because I, what kind of a coach am I if I get knocked out in the first round? <laughs> Who am I to teach anyone if I can't if I can't win? So yeah, the pressure just was just building up more and more and more. Like the more I learned, the more pressure I felt, um, not the other way around. But actually, recently. In my study of, and I, I know you're familiar with uh, like Miyamoto Musashi, um, Stoicism, uh, the Bhagavad Gita, um, all of these philosophies, these uh, warrior philosophies. Um, Marcus Aurelius was a, a military commander. Miyamoto Musashi, uh, um, a samurai with like something like sixty plus duels. Um, the Bhagavad Gita is written as a story of Krishna talking to Arjuna on the eve of a battle. All of these psychologies, all of these philosophies, they always te teach you, don't worry about the outcome. You cannot directly affect the outcome. If you die, all right, well, you die. If you win, you win. You cannot directly affect that. What you can affect is is your your actions your mindset in this moment that is all that you can affect don't worry about the opponent you he will sort himself out you can only focus on yourself and whatever happens beyond that is what happens and honestly yeah we're not gonna die you know <laughs> you know we're not really gonna die um if we lose all right we lose you know all right i'd, I'd rather i would rather compete and lose than not compete at all if those are my options so so now my mindset has completely changed so i am excited to compete again because i feel like a completely different person and a completely different approach to it mm -hmm. does that resonate with you at all yeah no absolutely um i so i've had like i said new pretty like freshly experienced in the competitive scheme i've had an exhibition in two fights I put more pressure on myself for the exhibition than I did for fighting at the Golden Gloves or my last amateur bout. I put more on myself for goddamn exhibition. And I went out there and I had a terrible time. And I let all, when things went wrong, all that expectation and that pressure came crashing down. Um, I kind of got over it, but uh, the past two fights, you know, it's more about um, confirming the re like uh, not confirming. It's more about giving reason to the lifestyle I've kind of built around fighting. So, like you said, it's not about the it's not about the outcome. It's more about just really testing the skills and competing is fun for me. Like mm. I I have I. I put pressure on myself to do win and to win and, uh, you know, not let my coach down, but it's not about, you know, proving myself anymore. I'm very comfortable with what I've done and, mm. in, in, in my short span of competing, I want to do more. I want to win more, like, because, you know, as Musashi says, uh, the re the reason a war warriors alive is to win. And the reason someone fights is to win. It's not it's not just to go out there and test yourself. Like you have to want to win every fight that you're in. Uh 
whether that outcome happens or not doesn't matter, but it, it kind of has to be the driving force. And like you said, another quote of his, you know, the way the warrior is a resolute acceptance of death. Like if you can accept the fact that you can die, or in this case, for most cases, I could lose. If you can accept that, then you can go out there and really perform at your best and get the most out of it and have, have a blast. Like boxing is fun. Like <laughs> that, that chess match, like, you know, when you look your opponent in the eye and you're trying to make him make a mistake, like there, there's so many underrated things about fighting and boxing that people don't appreciate. They just see the highlight knockouts or the slick moves. There's like little increments of playing this psychological game with, with a live opponent who is trying to hurt you, who's trying to win through the same shit that, uh, I just find so fascinating and so fun to explore. So I have, the more you can kind of focus on these little things, these little aspects of the game, uh, the more you can kind of take the outcome away from it. Mm. I don't care if I lose. I don't care if I win. I want to go in there and try this. I want to go in there and really test myself. You know, those things kind of come to the forefront of the focus. Yeah, the the more you attach yourself to that outcome, and the more the more the more you desire the win, and the more you the more you fear the loss, you just get so tight. You get so so tight, and like you'll you'll be hitting the pads, you'll be hitting the bag, and you'll be lightning fast. You know, cracking the bag with these big knockout punches, and you're like, "Damn! If I hit someone with that, they are going in the grave." You feel <laughs> lightning fast. You feel so good, and then you get in the ring, and you start you start overthinking it. You start worrying about it, and you're like, you're at like forty percent speed, thirty percent power, and you're like, "Oh my god, it's embarrassing." But if you have that freedom, if you have that freedom of fear, if you just if you just accept, I am dead I've, I've already lost it doesn't matter i've got nothing to lose i have everything to gain if you can have that freedom you it just completely loosens you up and of course this is what bruce lee talks a lot about is is the importance of fluidity and of being loose and when you are loose you can transmit that speed and that power very naturally very immediately but you, you just can't overthink it absolutely yeah and it's uh like you said that you can feel like you're smack smack in the bag and you've got to get that thought in your head of oh i have all this power that's one thing uh whenever i'm hitting mitts with my coach it's always you know take your muscles out of it just like work your technique so even when it comes to fighting having that fluidity and freedom is is all good and well and definitely something you need uh you pair that with a game plan and you pair that with patience man you're unstoppable yeah that that's something I, I have to often tell myself like um when i'm watching like the ufc um god what was uh, what was that fighter's name uh there's the one who always wears the maga hat um colby covington colby covington yeah he's a great example of like of his he's not throwing these gigantic bombs these massive out he's just working 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 all the time and 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 it looks like there's no way he's punching at like anywhere near his max power but that is the kind of the more the mindset you need to have don't don't just look for that one big knockout bomb you got to be fluid you got to be smooth and um and that will open up your opponent and that will will give you those opportunities 
for the knockout punch later. Right. If if this was if this if boxing and fighting was all about who is the strongest, we'd all be lifting the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know, we wouldn't be working this technique and building this endurance. We just go out there and it'd be like those stupid fucking uh what is it, professional slap or face oh, slap yeah. things where the you really have to hold hands. Boxing. You hold hands with someone and be like, okay, who's going down first? It would literally be that because there'd be no other point to yeah. train your footwork, to training, you know, setups, feints, traps. Like if it's just about strength, then it's not the the art of fighting goes away. Perfect example is um Conor McGregor. Like Conor McGregor was the most successful earlier in his career. You look at the early Conor McGregor, he's so lean, he's so fluid, he's so smooth. But, you know, he got more famous and he started lifting a lot of weights and he, you know, he had a real nice physique, he got real big. And then what happened to his career? Loss after loss after loss. Yeah, I went back and rewatched that Mayweather-McGregor fight. It's funny though, because comparatively he looks a lot more fluid than mayweather mm. but that doesn't translate very well to boxing because it takes he doesn't have a strong base in his feet so a lot of the power that he's used to is gone completely because floyd's you know tucked in he's got his he's got his positioning right his balance right there's there's a lot that I saw in that fight the first time when I'm like, ah, I just want to see, you know, the impossible happen. <laughs> but after, you know, training it for year, training strictly boxing for years and then rewatching that fight, it's it's really tough to kind of watch that and, you know, see all this success that he had in the UFC, you know, his style not translate into boxing. So then he takes on this boxing style and brings it back to the UFC and you've seen where it's kind of gotten him yeah well he always had that karate style uh really light on his feet big wide stance kicking and um yeah i I loved the um the spectacle of that fight like the build-up to it like was absolutely fantastic but i remember i said before the fight i said um my heart as a martial artist, my heart wanted McGregor to win, but my brain, it, it was never going to happen. No. But it was fun. It was a fun event. Uh, yeah. 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 But one thing I did not understand about that is why was there no standing count? For... So the rules were there was no there was no standing count. So when the, the referee pulled off, pulled... Uh, Mayweather off McGregor he just ended the fight he didn't get a standing count I was like why didn't he get a standing count oh man you, you probably got to go back and rewatch that they should have stopped that fight earlier McGregor was getting like the way it, it it another fight that you can look at and it's not they're not similar fights but just kind of like one piece of logic to it and I've just been talking about this one lately is Meldrick Taylor versus Chavez uh, senior a lot of the shots that mcgregor was getting hit with near the end like they would have stopped any other fight Mm. um just because of how his body language was how fatigued he was and how Mm. that was affecting him yeah and it doesn't look like much because it's mayweather you know he he hasn't been a a killer since before his his uh 
Money Mayweather when he was pre-Boy Floyd, but the shots he was hitting McGregor with were like very, very damaging. Like it, it was actually it was in the rules that there was going to be no standing count, and I didn't understand. Oh, why. I I didn't know that. I bet mm. I that uh, just goes to show that it really was, you know, a circus, but <laughs> a, a fun one at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so moving on to finish up. Um, I've been very interested and really inspired by your clothing brand. You said you work in advertising. Um, and yeah, I love what you've created with your Musashi apparel company. It's I love the designs. How did you, uh, did you design it? Where did you get these designs from? Yeah. So, um, it's a fun little story. I just, uh, as you know, as I dive deeper and deeper into this, you know, lifestyle of fighting, uh, I came across Musashi, who we've already talked about a few times here. Um, and a lot of his philosophies, uh, you know, about living the way and centering your life around, you know, whichever path you want, uh, and how that kind of leads to a holistic, fulfilling life. You know, I center my life around fighting and my experience of life since has been much more uh, authentic and honest and rewarding to me. You know, I, I'm healthier. I'm happier. My relationships are, I, I take more appreciation in them. I appreciate the small things. So the way Musashi kind of ties together fighting and entire living your life, uh, really resonated to me because I saw it happening firsthand. Um, when you, and when you join a gym, you know, you just become more than more than gym mates. Like you become real friends, you become family. And, you know, we've got a lot of talented people at this gym in many aspects of life, uh, especially, you know, the people who take the photos and the videos from the gym and it, they're, you know, they're doing professional grade, you know, shoots, uh, and I'm like, for what? You know, I love the art that they capture and they capture the sport really well and kind of the emotion and the aesthetic of it. So I went on tangent there, but <laughs> in terms of creating creating this brand, I uh I wanted obviously to start a business. Um I wanted another creative outlet outside of fighting. Um, so I wanted to see what it's like to build a brand. It's you know, I'm a year, almost a year into it being live, but it was a whole year of like building it up to that point. Uh, so the designs themselves, some of them I make some of the simpler ones. I'm not really that artistic. So I like connecting with local artists here in Chicago, be like, Hey, here's this brand. Here's this idea that, you know, I've got in my head. I want to see, you know, how, how you relate or resonate to that. So we got, you know, people that come up with the samurai skull one, the, um, the Bushido boxing with the kind of similar, like the Oni mask you've got hanging out back there. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. Um, so it, it's a mixture of ideas I come up with, um, ide ideas and expressions that local artists will kind of come up with. And we put it all together and we, we'll have these shoots and we sell shirts and you know, it's, it might not be, it's not the next Apple or anything like that, but it's a, it's a kind of a fun way to make this 
more than just more than just about myself, you know, mm. being a boxer, you know, I have, you know, I'm building a brand around it. I'm, you know, in creating art with my friends, I'm bringing people together, like it, and it's like, it's filtering into like this kind of community that we're building in Chicago, you know, of people who want to fight people who like the lifestyle of a fighter, you know, the clean, healthy living, the, constantly testing and uh competing you know aspect of it growing yourself mentally growing yourself physically so it's kind of just a collaboration of all these things and all these people who have you know the same like-mindedness mm. i love the design and it's interesting that you said about the photography as well because that's something that really stands out as soon as you go on on the website and on the shop it's these beautiful shots. And like you said, it, it captures, it's really hard to transmit. What's the word I'm looking for to, to capture that, the feeling of training in the gym of being in the gym, you know, that's, that's the, that's the real magic when you get that, like a really good movie that really, mm -hmm. really captures it. It's so hard to do, but that's what I love about those shots. Um, something a little bit gritty about it, a little bit, it's just, it's just impossible to describe, but it, right. it does a fantastic job of capturing that. Right, and we're lucky with the space in the gym that we've got, you know, you you can really tell the difference. Um, like if you go to like a title boxing club or something like that versus going to an authentic, legitimate boxing gym, mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, you can capture it on your iPhone, but I, I let my photographer, um, uh, I just say, Hey, we have to get these product shots. And then after that, it's free reign, like do your thing. And she is, she's just got like this eye for it and she knows how to get different angles and she doesn't do like blast, just like take a hundred pictures in a second. She will, uh, methodically find the right angle methodically wait for the right moment and it's just it, it it blows my mind every time we do a shoot um and then i got my buddy who makes video and he does the same thing he captures a lot of of that kind of authentic grit that you're talking about and uh yeah i would just say um if all else fails and i'll make a dime at least i'm you know kind of sharing this great art I'm inspiring people to box and uh, introducing them to Musashi, who can give you a really good philosophy and a real good kind of framework to live in a life that's more than just, you know, wake up, work, die, you know? <laughs> so it's, uh, I, I just, I just want to bring kind of more of what I've benefited from boxing to the world and, this is one way I can do that and have a blast while I do it. I'm certain you've got the exact same mindset as me in that like, we ourselves individually have learned so much and had such a transformative experience from practicing combat and martial arts. If we can only share but a fraction of that with anybody, then it is worth the effort because it, right. it really is that special and it's not even about having to fight you know it's uh it's like musashi says if you can find a way in one thing you can translate that to anything else if you can take the you know the discipline and kind of the 
focused lifestyle of fighting and translate that into a lifestyle around drawing, writing, uh, business, you can go way farther than just kind of half-assing it and just making it like kind of a part of your life instead of making it the cornerstone of what you're trying to do. Like that's, that's kind of what I've taken from it. I think building the rest of my life the same way I built my kind of fighting and boxing life. Mm. You can use that to break through barriers that you probably don't even realize you have. Yeah. Don't even realize these barriers exist until you break them. And suddenly you're just like, oh my God. That, that, that's certainly the case for me. When I think about when I think about my life as a teenager and the how much it transformed into my 20s, it's I in my teenage years, I was suffering from things I, I couldn't even see. It was it was ruining my life, and I couldn't even see it until I began training, until I began applying that effort, and then it it was like lifting a veil, and it's like, oh my god, I see the light, <laughs> right, right. Things become so much clearer after after like it's funny because it's uh, it forces you to be very narrow minded, like you got to like put the tunnel vision on and focus on this thing, you know. But from that, like a lot of other things that would normally annoy you, that would normally piss you off, they, you kind of understand how much they don't matter. You know, we talked earlier about not really giving a shit about the outcome of a fight. I think a, a funny benefit of fighting is uh, learning how inconsequential a lot of things are. So, you know, I think a big thing today is, you know, all this, all this political talk and, you know, this, uh, social media and like these grabbing headlines that are meant to make people mad meant to, you know, just build this kind of divide and stuff as a fighter, you know, when your life's on the line, what, you know, Kim Kardashian said the other night doesn't really matter. Mm. Like you, you find yourself being able to not let these things that are pissing off a lot of the population piss you off. So it adds to that kind of peaceful living. Yeah, that was actually the exact topic of my last episode of the podcast. Um, uh, sort of an epiphany I've recently been having in meditation that people just need to stop taking everything so seriously and, and certainly combat and really applying yourself to these really, really difficult things, even like lifting weights, you know, mm -hmm. when you really, really push yourself um all of these minor inconsequential little you know bickering and and arguing it's 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 irrelevant and um it it all falls away when you actually apply yourself to something serious and uh and challenging and fulfilling so where can people find your content what what are your handles what are your addresses Sure. So, uh, for Twitter, for my personal, uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's at crack, C R A C K underscore O J O W E. Um, the boxer philosopher on Twitter, crack Joe is just my name, just letters swapped around. Uh, I thought it was funny. I saw that recently. You went from, <laughs> um, Jack Crow to 
cracked joke. I, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, just that, you know, stupid shit. And then um, also uh, MusashiCo.com is our website. Musashi App Co. is our Instagram handle. That's where you're going to find a lot of the beautiful art and pictures and videos that my friends help capture. Uh, and yeah, th- those are pretty bad. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. And if I can have a personal request, one thing I really yeah. enjoy about your Twitter is um, I really like it when you put up these little videos of sparring and they're just like 30, 30 seconds or something, or maybe even shorter, really, really short, like a little sequence between you. And you ask a question like, what what was the mistake here or something like that i really enjoy that i really enjoy that and it's like All right. looking yeah. at it and and so in the comments you get people talking about like some different ideas and and, and it's fun I, I like that and that that's that's the beautiful thing about it too i gotta get I've, I've been so bad on twitter man like i i had a rush where i was like every day like multiple times a day tweeting uh but i took like a year off i gotta get back on that so more sparring clips, more questions to come. Uh, but that's another thing I love about it. It's like everyone has a different interpretation and everyone sees a different mistake because mm. there's never just one mistake, right? I never just do one thing and that's the sole reason why. Maybe my balance is off and I overshot or this and that. So I love that people can have a different interpretation of something. And most of the time, they're not wrong. There's definitely some times where someone will say something and be like, you're not seeing this right. But for the most part, everyone has is always looking for something different. And I mm. love that. I love that about it. Yeah. Well, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to putting this up and uh, we will do it again. And if I'm ever by your way in Chicago, I'm, I most certainly want to get involved. And of course, if you ever visit Japan, you know where to Dude. find me. I think I gotta I gotta come to Japan first, man. It's it's on the list. I've I gotta get there. Well, the border has just recently opened back up, and I really want to get a lot of people out here for real. We only need to have like a Twitter Say less, meetup, man. Say less. Let's do it. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and I will speak to you again very soon. I appreciate it, Lewis. Thank you, bro.